Bonjour, je m'appelle Ethan. J'habite à New York et je parle français. Vous écoutez à Le Fluent Show. Welcome to The Fluent Show, our podcast all about loving, living, and learning languages. Hello, listeners. My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk, and I'm here to talk to you about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. That website, by the way, fluentlanguage.co.uk, is where you can find guides and courses to help you learn another language and you can find out a bit more about me if that's ever interesting to you. <laughs> Welcome to episode 193 of the Fluent Show. Yes, we are ever edging closer, inching closer. Episode 200 is coming down the pike. <laughs> Listen back to the coming down the pike discussion. I wonder if any of you, if any of you listeners remember this. Either way, episode 200 is coming up and we're going to have a live stream. Get out your diaries. That is going to be on the 9th of October. That's when we've penciled it in for the live stream party to celebrate 200 episodes of this very podcast. It's amazing. It's been a while to get here, but we're making it. We're making good strides. There's a quick landing page I've put up where you can sign up for update emails so that I can get in touch when I know a little bit more about whether we're doing this on Zoom or whether we're doing this on YouTube and wherever we're going to host the live stream. So if you don't want to necessarily have to get out your pen and paper or stop everything you're doing while you're listening to the podcast and just click on some links from the email. You can just sign up. It's fluentlanguage.co.uk slash 200 and I'll put it in the show notes as well. Or if you want your life to be even easier and to support this particular show, why not become a Fluent Show patron? Come and help me reach our big goal of 50 patrons by episode 200. I know we can do it. You know we can do it. We're not far away at all, so we can all do that. If you're interested, head over to Patreon and just put in Fluent Show. You'll be able to find us. And patrons get lots of exciting goodies like extended show notes, little outtakes and discounts on any coaching programs and courses that I provide as well. This episode is a listener question episode. As you know, every other week or so, I have a listener question. And today I have actually got two listener questions. So I'm going to read these to you. And before we go into the answer, I want to tell you as well about our sponsor. But first of all, let me give you a sense of what we're going to talk about. I think this is a biggie. Just the fact that I've got two questions about the same topic that tells you something. So this is the first one. This comes from Philip on Instagram. Hey, Philip. What would you say is the best way to keep moving up in the higher levels, whether it be from B2 to C1 or C2, uh, C1 to C2, apart from just learning more vocab? And the other question came through Instagram as well. Hi, Kirsten. Can you address how to go from B2 to C1 in a podcast? I learned Spanish completely through immersion as an exchange student in Chile. After that year, I spent a year and a half learning grammar by myself and with Italki teachers. And then I came back to Chile to study psychoeducation for one semester in the university. Psycho, fisco, fisco education. Fisco education. I do apologize. 
I don't know if that means psychoeducation or physical education, for one semester in the university. And because of that, I've been speaking and writing a lot. However, I still haven't reached the C1 level. Any suggestions? So listeners, you know, this week's episode is about levels and how to get better at your target language and how to reach those elusive levels. If you don't know what A, B, C, A1, B1, C1 and all these kind of letters and numbers are referring to they are references to what's called the cefr the common european framework of languages and it's a pretty widely used level descriptor that runs from a1 then goes to a2 those are the beginner levels roughly we say that then it goes to b1 and b2 which are often referred to as intermediate levels and the C1 and C2 are considered the advanced levels and I don't know why they've gone with A to C and then two levels within the ABCs. Who knows? I don't know. There is a separate podcast episode that I would rec recommend to you which I've also popped in the show notes and that is episode 157 fluent.show/157 where I spoke to English teacher Michael from a another another podcaster me and michael we talked about language levels in a lot of details what they mean how they all work so if you're curious about these language levels you want to find out more about them i recommend that episode to you and you're going to get a little bit more detail and in the show notes i'll put the link to all the level descriptors as well but trust me level land is hazy murky and sultry and confusing like the hot day on which I am recording this. Now, before I go into my tips for getting better and my perspective really on this desire to get to the next level, I want to tell you about a really, really fun app that is our Fluent Show sponsor. So the Fluent Show, thank you so much, is supported by Yabla. Yabla is language immersion through engaging videos for Spanish, English, Italian, French, German and Chinese language learners. And it's also really fun if you're a teacher and you want to assign a prepped video to your students. So look at it in look at the teacher plan if, as well if you're a teacher. Yabla features authentic content by native speakers, custom playback, subtitles, learning games and flashcard. It's all in one. It's the premier language learning video platform with tools to enhance conversational understanding, such as the patented dictation game Scribe. Stream authentic shows that you enjoy and learn at the same time. And you can give Yabla a try for free with the special link for the Fluent Show. And that is yabla.com slash Fluent Show. That is Y-A-B-L-A dot com slash Fluent Show. Head over there and you can spend two weeks, I think it's, well, it's 10 days, so let me know, two working weeks <laughs> exploring Yabla for free in any language of your choice, Spanish, English, Italian, French, German or Chinese. Thank you so much to Yabla for continuously supporting the Fluent Show, for being such a wonderful friend of the show. Now let's get to this, how do I get better question. As you can tell, this question of how can I get better is always on a language learner's mind. And I'm pretty sure it's been on your mind as well. And I know for me, I've also felt this way. It makes sense. We work really, really hard as language learners. We sit there, we forego 
exciting things such as computer games or drunken nights out or whatever whatever other people do for fun and we just sit there with the apps and the dictionary and the textbooks and you kind of want to have a reward you want to have a payoff and what we think often the payoff looks like is to get to another level to have something that lets us feel like we've reached this milestone feel like we have hit that marker in the sun where we say okay look everybody look me myself internally I've made progress you can see I've made progress now let me give you a few pointers here I've got strong references to a few other episodes that if you're interested in this topic I really want you to check out I've already mentioned episode 157 there is also episode 46, which I'm drawing on a little bit here. That was an interview with my friends Gareth and Tristan, both advanced level language learners, back in the olden days when we were doing creative language learning podcasts. So if you haven't gone back into the archive, you've missed that one. Head to fluent.show slash 46 and it should be there. It's called Mastery and Advanced Level Language Learning. And then there is also the episode 76, where I talked to, I answered a listener question from Elizabeth about how to get off of this intermediate plateau. Because I think, I think my, my dear Instagram questioners who sent me these questions, this is really not a question about how to get to an advanced level or how to become super advanced in a language this is an intermediate plateau question at the heart of this question of how do i get from level blah to blah lies this question of how do i get better when do i feel comfortable how do i reach my goals in languages and i've got a few pointers for you especially if you're thinking about how can i get to the advanced level tip number one or topic number one, is all about patience. Getting better at a language is not about fast progress. And many, many learners, shock horror, stay intermediate for a good five to ten years. Because intermediate is this sort of chewing gum putty topic that can take a million different shapes. It doesn't help really that assu to assume that going from that going from zero to A two is the same amount of time that it takes to go from B one to C two because it really really isn't like that. And often when learners have reached a certain level and they're fairly high in those levels, they have achieved those levels fairly quickly and that they feel like there's just this last bit that's missing and it should be just as quick as they have done before and it should be just as much work. But in my mind, to really get to levels where you are extremely comfortable with a language, where you can use it and just drop into it, that level of comfort comes with time. And the longer that you've got that language on your side, the longer that it's with you, the easier it gets. So my first point is just... Think about being in it for the long haul that helps you so much because already it stops you thinking from, it stops you thinking about how can I get to this? How can I get to this? You know, it makes us think short term. It makes us think that we have to reach level C2 this year, ideally. But if you're thinking I'm in it for the long haul, what can I do to get to level C2? It opens up your mind instantly ideas start flooding in and it stops you panicking because oh but that's too much work oh but I don't want to do that particular thing 
I know, I know maybe you want me to just give you 17 exercises that you can do, and this is guaranteed to get you to level C2, but I guess if that's what you want, then you probably haven't listened to the Fluent Show before, because I, I, I want you to really think about levels in a different way, and I want you to think about your language in a different way. I want you to think about enjoying it. So my point number two, my topic number two is really about asking you, listeners, what do you expect from yourself? What are you expecting from yourself in a language where you are at a, a C1 level? How do you feel right now? Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel like you can have a conversation at the drop of a hat and you can chat to anyone? Do you feel like you could write a letter in your target language? Because that's C1 just as much as having a conversation is. And you know, you know how we are about those conversations. They're the holy grail. But there's more to it. If you listen to a radio show, are you going to be able to repeat what was said? If you read whatever, let's say you're online and you're reading a few social media posts or you're reading an article about something, do you, do you get it? Do you know exactly what it's about? So if you're at that level... You have access to so much. You have access to this world of your target language, right? So my question to you is, does reaching that higher level really matter? Ask yourself, what, what are you expecting? What does it mean to you to reach that higher level? And if you feel you need it for your whatever it is, if you feel, okay, if you feel you need it for your social media bio, It's because, you know, you've been telling people that you're level C1 for a while now and really you should, you should, you should go up, you should level up, then honestly just make it up because no one cares and I think you're probably not the only one. But if you need it to pass a test, if you need it to immigrate somewhere, if you need it to, you know, achieve a certain grade in university, then we have something to work with. So you can already tell that the purpose of this level question makes a huge difference here. This is often more a question really about what feels rewarding to you. It's not really about how do I get to level C2 because what are you, you know what what's going to change when you're at level C2. It's more about what what is the reward that language learning gives you? Is it something external like the validation of Just being able to say with confidence, I am this level. And then to you, that means I am good at this. Is it about a, a certain status? Is it about feeling confident enough to teach the language? Is it about growing your career? Is there perhaps an internal reward that can make you just as happy? For example, to enjoy a musical in your target language, to finish a textbook, to read some literature, to cook from a recipe in your target language and share it with people and feel comfortable as you are sharing your life and your food and your music with people all together in the culture. What feels rewarding to you? And then work backwards from that. When you've got that reward in mind, that thing that gets you really fired up, ask yourself, do I have to be level C2 in order to, in order to enjoy that reward? And the answer might be, yeah, yeah, you know what? I kind of do. <laughs> so I have previously shared that one of my ambitions in Welsh for a long time was to achieve Welsh Learner of the Year. And the more I found out about Welsh Learner of the Year, the more I realized with With an intermediate of well, level of Welsh, you're never going to be Welsh learner of the year. What they want is person who has learned Welsh to an extremely high level of the year, <laughs> which 
which is entirely different to what I thought it would mean. So for that, my level, I think, would matter. But if if it is about watching that musical, living that life, having that access, expressing yourself, feeling like you are really you in another language, don't know. Don't know if if you need a higher level on paper in order to achieve that or if you can just go for it so that was my second point point one was patience point two what do you expect from yourself and point point three just as a note is that you need to obviously have some clarity about these levels so if you currently think you are level c1 one of my answers to the listener who messaged me about going from level B2 to C1 and shared their experience in Chile, my first question was, how do you know that you're not a C1 already? Because if you feel you've you've been learning grammar by yourself, you've been working with italki teachers, you've been speaking a lot, writing a lot, and you haven't reached a C1 level, my question, my first question was, what what tells you that you're not C1? Is it sort of a gut feeling? Is it something that your teacher said? Because something that a lot of one-to-one teachers, I've heard them do, I've heard learners say to me is, my teacher told me I am probably level C1 or C2. And that teacher, if they've only talked to you, doesn't know whether you would pass a four skills exam in listening, reading, speaking and writing. If they know you really well, they know your level and they are, say, um, um you know, an accredited examiner, I think they they probably can take a good guess. But from a sort of 10 minute introductory conversation with your language tutor, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that for very much. It it might be, you know, you are what I perceive to be C1. It's, it's just tricky. It's just really tricky with the meanings of these levels. And on that, I mentioned before that there is this sort of ABC structure here. Because there are A levels, called beginner and B levels called intermediate, it's easy to think that the C levels, advanced, mean that you're getting some to some kind of state of being finished. And that is not how the scale is designed. The scale is designed to describe the skills of language learners, not of bilinguals, not of people who are kind of have have really stopped learning as in studying um, and kind of that thing who who are fully comfortable you can be c2 and still make loads of mistakes you can be c2 and your grammar isn't perfect there is no perfection at the end of that scale there's just increasing levels of comfort increasing ability to be able to express yourself and to talk about things i often say further and further removed from you so at the a level you're just sort of describing your house, your dog, your shelf, your hair, <laughs> your family. So things that are fairly close to you. At the B level, you start to talk about your world and your hobbies and things that are meaningful to you and things that are going on at the world. And at the C2 level, you're out there like discussing whatever, you know, progressive feminist theories and <laughs> Lord knows what. Those are those are higher and higher and higher, but it's also about being able to handle different registers of the language. So at the at a C2 level, people would expect you to be able to understand 
casual language better to be able to understand the newspaper that you read to be able to follow on with the radio so that you've got different registers in to be able to express yourself in different registers so again if you've only been hanging out with your mates and you've always gone like oh yeah oh yeah como estas and you've never really gone into the full formal thing there might be something missing if we're really reading very very fussy about the levels so you, you can hear how many conditions i'm putting on this and i just want to let you know and remind you that this level story is is it's like someone is trying to describe something that wibbles and wobbles and tries to put a shape on it and we can sort of say oh, it usually wibbles and wobbles in this box but it's still going to wibble and wobble and that being said a c1 learner can very well still be considered intermediate or there could be something like a b1 level reader with stronger speaking confidence or the other way around like you can be a b2 something listener or reader and then have higher speaking skills especially if you've learned through Im immersion as as that person described it you know if you've learned in the country and you've just learned through speaking a lot or it can be the other way around if you're more of a book person you haven't had that much of a speaking practice and this happens a lot you can read at c2 level and still be quite hesitant as a speaker as a As this, I hope this sums it up for you. I hope this gives you a sense of why I am so, so careful to to not just say, okay, in order to reach level C2, this is what you need to do. This is what, because I don't know what level C2 really ever looks like in any language. In In the Spanish language, I can go to a random grammar test on the internet and I will test myself on whatever cactus languages or something. And I test as a B1 If I'm going to try and speak Spanish to you, you're not going to hear me as a B B1 speaker at all because I'm going to be umming and ahhing and I'll be lacking the vocab and you will very quickly hear that I'm basically just speaking French and then saying, ah, yado, at the end of every other word, right? But when I look at a multiple choice test that wants to, maybe even wants to make me feel good so that I feel encouraged to take a few more lessons, of course I'm going to come out better this is very 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 tricky that was my speech about levels really now that i've given you all of these disclaimers and all of these reminders if you're still here and you're still like this is all very nice kirsten shut up tell me what to do i've got a few tips for you i've got a few tips here are a few practical hands-on tips about what you can do in order to level up in your target language tip number one work towards an exam work towards a goal what could be easier than if you if you want to say to yourself my personal goal is to achieve c, let's say c1 in german i would recommend to you get yourself the c1 goethe german book it's called fit first goethe certificat c1 and work through the exercises in that you will know exactly what the goethe institute the official german cultural ambassador institution thinks a c1 looks like you will know exactly what they reckon you need to do in order to reach c1 so why not take that package that they're offering you take that offer that they're giving you and say all right i'm going to work towards c1 and i'm going to define c1 by what the official exam asks for so this is my number one tip if you want to reach the higher level don't worry so much about learning more vocab just work towards an exam makes your life easier 
Tip number two, if you don't want to do that, but you want to feel like you're getting better, check whether you are using your language holistically. I've been saying this for, for a long, long time now. You want to use your listening, speaking, reading and writing skills. And in all of those, ask yourself, am I doing something that is stretching me? Am I doing something that is a little bit of a challenge? And if you are an independent learner and you don't have classroom sessions... What can happen is that all of those become a little bit disjointed. So if that is what's happening, one great, great tip that I have for you is to take your listening practice, for example, if you're listening to a podcast about a specific topic, then read articles about the same topic, stay on that topic and then go and talk to your tutor about it and ideally maybe write a two pages about it that you can read to your tutor so that you have practiced all on the same topic. You're starting to communicate more holistically about one and the same topic. And if you think about it, this is often how we communicate in in daily life, right? Why are we why are we talking about coronavirus to each other? It's because we've been reading something about coronavirus. It's because we've been hearing something about coronavirus. We're texting each other about coronavirus or whatever it may be. So all of those four communication skills, if you obviously if you're you know, if you're working on a sign language or you're visually um, you've got visual impairments, it's a different story. But for for the majority of people who are able bodied, listening, speaking, reading and writing, all four of those form part of how we communicate to other people. So as you are getting better in another language, incorporate all four of those and work more holistically on one topic. This is what most tutors, good tutors will do with you as well. Tip number three, write twice as much as you currently are doing and get all your writing corrected because this really exposes your grammar mistakes and you get better, you're going to make more errors. This is fairly normal, but I find that when people prepare for exams and especially when we're getting into the C2s, writing and really correcting everything in your writing is an excellent, excellent way to tidy up your language and to get a sense of those things that you keep doing wrong. Like I said, C2 doesn't mean perfection. And I'm obviously a German tutor, so I know how somewhere between incredibly difficult and impossible it probably is to get every single adjective ending right if you don't, if you haven't grown up with German around you, or you don't have German around you all the time. So obviously you want lots and lots of input coming in, but at these levels, we want you producing a lot, lot of language and we want you to produce a language correctly. So you've got to write a lot. And I say twice as much as you're currently doing, assuming you're not doing that much, you're like most people. I might be wrong, but that's up to you to know. Tip number four, depending on how slowly or how quickly you want to reach your topic, you want to reach your level, apologies, up your intensive study. Intensive is, I sit here, I am looking up every word, I am studying, I'm reflecting on what I am studying and then I'm writing a three-page essay about the Jane Austen chapter that I've just read and I'm discussing and I'm really getting into the culture, etc. Right at this point, if you're level C1, C2, this isn't just about vocab anymore. This is about do you actually understand? Do, do you have connection to the language? Do you have connection to these people? Can you speak about things that are truly, truly meaningful? Can you write about those things? If you want to take lots and lots more time, you want to take the five to ten year route, up your extensive study. 
which means essentially just surround yourself with more of that language. Make sure you've got the speaking practice. Make sure you've got your two hours a week. And that for most of us whose full time job isn't learning languages, that is the realistic route. So let me sum up these tips for you again. Number one, if you want to reach a level and there is an exam for it, just work towards the exam. Easy peasy. Tip number two, use your language more holistically around one topic, one area of life. And that is combining listening, speaking, reading and writing. Number three, write twice as much to expose all of your grammar mistakes. Find all of your mistakes. And then in writing, get it fixed and rewrite everything so that you stop making those mistakes. It's kind of slow and painful, but it works. Tip number four, up your intensive study or your extensive study depending on how slow you want to go. And there's sort of a little sub tip here, which is choose your pace. And I want to give you full permission here, just in case, to go slower if that's what you want to do. If your chosen pace, if your comfortable pace is actually not that quickly and you're kind of ready to just bumble along, well, I guess you probably wouldn't have Instagram me about how to get better <laughs> but if if your chosen pace or your realistic pace for your life is oh well this sounds like I'm going to reach C2 in three years that's okay you're going to enjoy the journey you're going to have a great time and like I said unless you need this for a specific achievement in your life that you need right now you need you need it you need C to be C2 in order to earn more money get a certification etc unless that is the case does it really matter? Does it really matter? Or can you achieve those rewards? Can you live, enjoy, access all those wonderful benefits, all those wonderful feelings of just feeling like you've got this, you're a great language learner. Can you access them earlier? Because I want you to be able to, I want you to feel that if you're a a1 learner if you're a b whatever that your level kind of doesn't matter your level doesn't matter as much as it matters how much fun you have and what you're able to do and that's what i want you to think about much much more what do i want to be able to do to to reach that language so you don't need a higher level to enjoy those rewards try try a c1 exercise if you reckon you're a b2 learner why not Use the levels as a guide and what they guide you to is what you're going to enjoy the most because doing something that is three levels higher and is too hard, to to me at least, that's just an absolute pain. So you, I don't want to do that. I want to do things that are fun. I'm going to leave you with a quote from Tristan from this wonderful episode, what was it, episode 46 that we have had on the podcast before. He came with this quote that he heard from someone else. And it's so, so good. It's simple. Don't worry about getting fluent. Worry about getting better. And that's what I'm going to leave with you. Don't worry about getting fluent. Worry about getting better. Thank you so much for listening to The Fluent Show today. As I said, my name is Kirsten. And you can find The Fluent Show on Twitter at The Fluent Show. On Instagram, I am at Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore fluent and if you want to send us an email or please please send a listener intro where you speak any language of your choice and say your name where you're from which language you're speaking and the words you're listening to the fluent show to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk that's where we're waiting for you to send us those intros that's it from me oh if you enjoyed this podcast 
and you want to support us, don't forget that we're on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash fluent show. Lots and lots of exciting things in the on the pike, down the pike, in the making for you. I've said goodbye to you three times now. So let's do it one last time. Goodbye. Hulvar. <laughs> <laughs>